Arts and Culture summits the airwaves. This is the Nine Rails Arts Podcast. I am our Brandon Long alongside Todd Obendorfer, and we are the Banyan Collective Arts and Adventure Podcasting since 2010. This episode includes an interview with Ogden First artist in residence, Wade Cavanaugh, along with Ogden First representative, Scott Patria. This episode is supported by the Union Creative Agency. Union Creative Agency is a stakeholder-centered design agency focused on infusing creativity, culture and strategy into communities and organizations. Union Creative Agency works collaboratively with clients, community partners, and stakeholders to understand needs, envision an ideal future, and build a pathway to success. We believe arts and culture are keys to catalyzing better communities, organizations, projects, and endeavors. With successful collaboration as our key driver, we work intimately with our clients, partnering organizations, and stakeholders to create projects designed for impact. Oh, the proper way, bringing us back. You know, they're happy to record some new information for us. Did I say information? Information. <laughs> I imagine they would do that as well. <laughs> what kind of information? <laughs> Content. Uh, all the words. Yeah. Okay, that's We good. just have to throw them some ideas. Okay. I think we could kind of stick with that 70s and 80s movie sort of theme thing going. I don't think they've recorded Gilligan's Island quite yet. Maybe not. So what, that one's still coming up. What about Three's Company? Three's Company would be pretty good. Yeah. I think they could probably nail that. We need to include something with maybe the female perspective and have Carrie join the group, Carrie Myers. Yeah. Because I'm sure she'd do that for us as well, yeah. So keep listening. Yeah. See, okay. see what they come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, keep listening. That's it, right? That's the reason, right? They yeah, have to right do there. that, yeah. Uh, all right, so we have we got a chance to sit down with uh, Wade Cavanaugh, the artist here. is the, the very first artist for artist in residence. F- residence. Is that right? Residence? Artist? In residence. For Ogden First. Right. Yes. Out of the Monarch. Here at the Monarch building. And it's not in the actual, so the, there's some space here for that, but we, it was actually built in the lobby. Right. So not in the gallery space. Yeah. That'll be ready down the line. It says, yeah, it's spring 2020. Right. So if you're listening to this in 2021, <laughs> you, you're familiar with it. And tell yeah. us about it. <laughs> How's it look? Yeah. But it's set up in the lobby. So Wade's from Maine and he came to Utah to do this installation piece, which is really cool. Um, we're speaking to you now. We're recording this after it's been modified since its original version. Right. And it was actually modified a couple times. It was, I think it was modified a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really was. Um, so we deconstructed, deconstructed and then reconstructed. Right. And with like, he liked doing that. So I think it was the nature of the beast. And I kind of like its current where it's at now. Right. It looks really good. And it is. It's, and it's sort of a fraction of the whole. And so you have to check it out. What kind of an artist would you say he is? He, the installation. I don't, I think he would have a hard time describing what kind of artist we tried. Yeah. You yeah. know, we, I think that we got some really good information out of him. Um, 
I'm so glad that we found out he owns a movie theater. Yeah, you kind of kick off with like that a small on accident. Movie theater, yeah. So you're, you're going to love that as well. But um, 3D art, he definitely kind of works in that world. Um, but uh, it was an excellent conversation. Couldn't have gone better. Uh, some really good information yeah. content from uh, Scott as well, which I think might be the first time he's been on. He was briefly on our very first episode of Niners. We talked about that for a second. But. This this counts as his first visit here, especially because this was our first recording recorded nine rails in the trailer in Banyan One inside the Monarch Building. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded good. Yeah, it did. So this is our interview with Ogden First artist in residence Wade Cavanaugh. Okay, so that's a doobie, right? Which yeah. is a great name for it. Oh, that's the name of it, doobie. Mm-hmm. Okay, because doobie. of the hemp seed. So there's a reference to that, which is kind of oh, cool. It. Okay. And then also, if you look on the side of the can, the constellation. Yes. It's one of the dippers, that's I think. That's the big not, dipper. But anyway, that star, one of the stars that's really popping is the, I think the name of that star is like a doobie. The so doobie. it has something to do with like a double meaning. I thought the nor- I thought the brightest star in the Big Dipper was the North Star. Well, maybe it's called a doobie as well. I don't know. I don't Polaris, know. yeah. Polaris. I, mean, I just know that it applies to a star within whatever's on that can. So. But, you know, the North Star isn't always the North Star. When is it not? Like 25,000 years ago, Polaris was not the North Star. It changes. Is this true, Todd? You know. Why? No. Yes, of course it's true. <laughs> Thank you. I don't, I don't question Scott. What do you, not when it comes to, <laughs> I took an astronomy class a long time ago. Very long time ago. It was a very hard class. I failed astronomy like twice. That was a hard class to pass. You guys at least had the option to take it, man. That's pretty sweet. Yours is just self-taught. Have you been in? No, it was literally just on, you know, something in Facebook the other day. It just popped up about the Earth's wobble. And, oh, I I will tell you exactly what it is. It's about, at Hoover Dam, um, a piece of artwork that is laid into, like, there's this park as part of Hoover Dam. And it's, it uses astronomy to pinpoint the date of the hoover dam's completion but in a way that all civilizations in the future will be able to figure it out by the math because the north star changes and so 25 or 23,000 years ago it was different but this guy did the math and it's all laid there in bronze and terrazzo and stuff and nobody ever goes there and the national park service doesn't even talk about it but john worthington uh uh, shared it or posted it or whatever, and it was really kind of a fascinating article. Can you go see it? Is it open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can you can go there, but nobody ever does because it's not part of the official right. tour. And yeah, so I hope yeah. you're recording that. That was a good story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Wade, what's your degree in? Uh, economics. Econ equals art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you obviously yeah. knew from day one. Yeah. Are, do you? Is that your full time job? Uh, being an artist, yeah, mm, I have a bunch of different projects. I guess my wife and I, my wife has a business, and um, we run the, the local like independent movie theater in our town. What? And how, how many? Now I'm stuck. I'm a big movie see? guy. Yeah, uh, we have a we have a 180, um, a 90, and a 70. Re- so three theaters. Three. The fourth. The fourth theater is kind of it. It's there, but we stripped all the seats out, and it's right now um storage space for my wife's business and then do you show uh contemporary movies or is this all throwback stuff or we try to hit the trifecta every weekend we have a really small community about 2500 people because we we should mention bethel bethel maine yep yep yep. so we uh we try to show a blockbuster a kid's movie and then an indie so i think this weekend we have um downton abbey 
We mm-hmm. have um, Abominable, and we have Peanut Butter Falcon. So I guess we don't have an indie this week, but oh, Peanut Butter Falcon sort of. We just is. showed Anthropocene like midweek um, as a one-off, and we're doing the there's like a Roger Waters one-off I'm live, live with performance that as well. also. So. And can you rent it for birthday parties and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah, people do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then is this like uh, you serve uh, adult beverages there or is this? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. Lots of main beers and wow. we make some pizzas and. Uh, okay. I want to go to Bethel now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This yeah. is so cool. How long have you had the theater? Mm, it started about three and a half years ago. And it's one of those things where my wife was looking for commercial space to grow her business. And the only, you know, empty building in town was the movie theater. And so Stephen and I, my collaborator, had actually gotten this grant, um, one from the Main Arts Commission and then another one from this, this thing called the Kindling Fund, which is a regrant from Space Gallery in Portland, it's a, which is a regrant of Andy Warhol Foundation money. And so we wanted to do something, um, you know, this, we had this project called Proposal for an Appalachian Glacier. And so we did the first kind of phase in this by renting out the movie theater which was like complete and complete disarray and then basically creating a it was actually a time-lapse um, sculpture in one of the movie theaters and then for the first time in four years like the doors opened to the public you know we let we aired out the must and um, <laughs> was it bad it was bad yeah I mean the the, the one of the yeah. reasons like the theater closed in our town because like most small theaters like across America that transition from film to digital killed theaters and so all of a sudden you're running along barely breaking even and then you have to spend a hundred grand per projector to keep going and so that shuttered the doors of that little theater and um like i I don't know did you have to get new projectors we got new projectors and so that was kind of where the the story like gets hazy in my memory because it had a lot of stuff happened fast but we when we had when we had the art project we had this public opening a bunch of people came and with like a little you know home projector we screened the movie meru do you, did you guys oh ever my see gosh. that we went and saw that on the yeah. big screen in salt lake yeah it's incredible it's yeah. an incredible movie it jimmy sure. chin and mm-hmm. and like his crew and they go and, conrad anchor yeah um, and uh, uh filmographer which why is his name slipping in my mind i can't i, you know, I can't remember the I'll look it up all right the last but it's basically it was a lot of people know Free Solo now, but yeah. it, it was kind of Jimmy Chen's movie before Free Solo. It's an amazing film. It was an amazing film, and um, and people told us that that it was amazing. It was amazing to be open and to have movies and to have that experience, uh, like that community experience. And there is this other layer where somebody had already tried to reopen the movie theater and failed, and so I think Beth and I were just like felt a, a little bit you know in retrospect driven by hubris but um we we felt like we could do it and uh so we just kind of dove into it and we did a kickstarter campaign um we got the financing together which took a lot of work to actually buy the building and then we did this kickstarter campaign to raise like 40 grand to buy a projector which is you know we found someone on the west coast that could do it for 40 instead of 100 and um then we ended up raising 80 Wow, wow, which is amazing, you know, in about three weeks. Yeah. Oof, and wow, that's so, a lot of money in three weeks. Yeah. And so we went from art project in October to buying the building, um, November 30th, renovations, 
throughout the winter and then opening with um a late uh, you know we were about six weeks off the break but we opened with star wars and the revenant and on two screens and and it's completely (laughs) like bare bones like we we i think we had done the floors we had we'd stripped all the adhesive off the floors and polished the concrete and we bought like three ikea shelves and made a concession stand (laughs) and a byo popcorn (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) totally so yeah that and then it's um it's you know movie theaters it's not a profitable business to be in so it's been a little bit of a labor of love for the last three and a half years hollywood apparently is profitable yeah apparently they're doing okay yeah yeah so it's renan ozturk who also who lives in salt lake or used to and also uh runs his own yeah he's a filmmaker yeah uh and uh, notable appearances by john krakauer and jennifer lowe anchor as well so good first choice now see i'm curious and i know this may be a little off target but uh you said another group tried and failed with the theater and you guys made it work. What do you think was that? Or was the reason behind that? You think it was the community support? Obviously that was significant. Yeah. That's the big step. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations on that. Thanks. That's excellent. Yeah. That's such a great story. I I love it. Beats the hell out of mine about stars. (laughs) Whatever. That's how it got started. That's how it gets started. We all have to start somewhere, you know? Yeah. Uh, should mention we're chatting with Wade Kavanaugh um, here in Ogden, Utah, from Bethel, Maine, uh, working diligently on a deadline here with Owen Arts has a has a deadline of uh, is it Friday or Thursday, Scott? Well, we're opening the uh, the installation to the public for first Friday, so it's it's okay. Friday the fourth. So an installation project here at the Monarch in the heart of the Nine Rails District. Um, the the project is inspired by I I want to say the geographical West is that correct? Um, yeah, it's it's I I was having this conversation with someone today where, you know, Steve and I have been working together for fifteen years, and we approach every project as if we're working with a blank slate, and and so you know we we're our art practice kind of grounded in this this idea that do you guys know the the philosopher Maurice Merleau Ponty? He's like one of the his friends. I can't he's say a, I've start, I began to study him yet. No. But, so uh, he's like a, on he's, the list. He's a phenomenologist, okay. and um, basically everything you, for me, everything that he's written and that I've read boils down to this idea that your perception of one space is informed by what you see before you go in that space and what you experience directly after it. And so there's this kind of thing of this this thing that Steve and I call bracketing. So. Imagine you're a viewer is walking in off the street and they walk into the gallery and the gallery's empty. What is that viewer bringing into the space with them? You know, what, what is it that what landscape or what ideas or, um, have really informed their sense of beauty? And, and then, you know, like, what do they see immediately when they leave and how do they make sense of the experience that was just the art experience? So when we start a project, we think about that empty space complete you know and when we think we try to start from scratch with materials with the way that we work with the way that we compose the work um and for this piece this piece was a little bit for me like a hurry up piece i think scott had seen a piece that we had done in uh, maine in the spring mm-hmm. and has you know it's been working really diligently to get one arts um, into their new space and the the construction of the new space was delayed and so Scott still wanted to have some excitement in the Monarch um, before O1 Arts actually opened. 
And so he kind of reached out and it was, the timing was such that I didn't have time to do the site visit, you know, all those kind of things that, that Steve and I generally do to, um, you know, when we're making a new work. That said, we did do a series of works maybe seven or eight years ago that we just called drawings. And so without any, um, I don't know, preparation, I guess, we went to Sun Valley and had this mini experience and then, you know, basically created a drawing, something we called a drawing in the gallery. And then we did a similar thing in, um, in the Everglades. You know, we spent a couple of weeks in the Everglades in the National Park, like residency system, then went to this gallery in Miami and made this this piece that was what we, you know, something we called a drawing. And so that was kind of the framework for me, at least, about how we were going to approach this project. And so because it's sight unseen, it was sight unseen. Mm -hmm. And and to be frank, like changing, you know, like yeah. we're, we're in a very active space. As you guys know, we've just just moved into the monarch like. There's a lot happening um, around here. Daily. Yeah, yeah. daily, um, which is super exciting. And um, so we kind of, you know, going back and forth, trying to figure out the logistics of the project. Um, I think my wife and I just, we just had um, a baby and we tried to really restructure our lives for this, for this kid. That, Congrats on your son, by the thanks, way. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, cotton, so right? cotton, yeah. Um, so we actually have three kids. We have, our daughter Althea was born um, December sixteenth, was it, which is the day before my wife's busiest ship date and her business. Oh, so yeah. give birth, go ship. back, go back to work. <laughs> the next <laughs> right? day, wow, yeah. yeah. And our daughter Billy was born um, eight hours after we opened the movie theater. Oh, and so. I, I just felt like I was, I missed, you yeah. know, Beth went straight back to work. She didn't have the time to really, you know, I don't know, process that experience, I sure. guess, maybe. I don't want to speak for Beth because I'm sure she'll say that, oh, that's bullshit. But you know, like, <laughs> for me, at least yeah. with Billy, I was going to the theater every night to make sure that we could, that the popcorn was popping as opposed to, you know, being able to spend that time with mm -hmm. this newborn. And so, um, we really wanted to kind of carve out that space so that we could, you know, this, this is our last kid. So, um, we wanted to have that experience and, and, and then of course, because we're self-employed, we got kind of through that, um, first couple months of, and we're like, well, we really, you know, Beth has been working less, but we, we hadn't really had any time together. We, we went to like a family reunion in Portland, Oregon for a week. And that was basically the vacation or, you know, we'd, we'd gone somewhere in the spring with our, with our other kids before cotton, but we were like, we need to like be together, you know, yeah. for a little so bit. You're in Utah now. And yeah, your yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. So we decided we were like, all right, we started looking around. We're like, how much does it cost to, to buy a crappy camper in Idaho? And you guys had already bought it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so this we, was the one. <laughs> this was the one. Yeah. Sorry about that. So you were the one we were competing. Yeah. With. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. You guys outbid us by I think 75 cents. <laughs> um, and then it just like, we're like, all right, you know, Beth, Beth makes these magnetic spice jars and like she gets hashtagged and, you know, van life all the time. Oh, and yeah. so like just part of her 
life is is looking at all these tiny spaces and we live you know we we were in new york or like we lived in new york forever and so even living in maine like we live in our, our the apartment where we moved that i made um as a part of my studio when i fir- when we first moved back to maine was 400 square feet and then Pretty like small yeah we just moved like after you know basically for our third kid to i don't know seven or 800 square feet mm-hmm. we're still like try to be pretty compact yeah and um so we're like well you know what let's just let's just buy a van and let's let's do the retrofit and let's drive to utah so that we have our bikes so that we're not on a strict schedule so that we can actually get out and explore these places without the um in the van there's some pictures if anyone wants to see it um on instagram wade kavanaugh just wade kavanaugh on instagram and you had to do some some work on that yeah it was pretty fun that was that was like the um I, i don't know if you guys have ever like um well, houses aren't as, as old here as they are in Maine, but every single house in Maine is a piece of shit. <laughs> and so, like, I mean, you, like, if you're going to renovate... That's one way to look at it, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. If you're going to renovate a house, you're you're in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, like, you're going down to the studs. Yeah. And so, like, after doing a couple of those projects, I was, um, the van seemed, like, really quick and sweet. Oh, you know? That's funny, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we need some help with this trailer. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, I know a guy now. How long can apparently. you stick around? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, what year? What would you buy? Uh, we bought a 2014 Dodge Promaster, mm-hmm. one of the high tops, the shorties, the high tops. You haven't seen Tan Van yet. No. So, if you're here Friday, uh, we'll pull Tan Van into uh, the Monarch here for van sessions where we put musicians in the van and they sing. But it's a uh 87 dodge oh that's awesome uh completely original we yeah. haven't we haven't messed with it so or, or all clean the, the carpet, carpet or all anything the original yeah. carpet yeah. on the walls <laughs> on the ceiling yeah, yeah. i mean that was, that was that was the yeah. kind of like the hilarious part of the that craigslist search for the van was like you know you i mean i'm sure you guys experienced this like salt lake city um craigslist is probably different than ogden craigslist but like when you're like looking through Brooklyn Craigslist, people are throwing out a West Elm chair. You know, they're selling it for three bucks and they bought it yesterday and hated it. You know, so it's oh, like, wild. Yeah. you know, so like here's a thousand dollar piece of furniture. It costs 25 bucks, you know, like because they don't want it because they just don't want it. And so like in yeah. Maine, it's like you're searching for a van. There's like three options. And one of them is like four hours away from you, but it has absolutely been preserved since 1986. Oh, so it's wow. like, you know, one of the, it was probably similar to Tan Van where it's like low with like the, the portholes yep. and then full pink carpet, like mm. floor, ceiling. I think we lucked at least to Tan and Brown. So that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would actually be a good sound recording studio. You yeah. Know, if you're, if oh, you're it's brilliant. Yeah. It actually is because of the carpet and yeah. everything. And people comment all the time, like the sound, the sound is great in here. I'm like, totally planned it. Bought yeah. An 87 Dodge. But see, Pink Van would have been a different story and a different hashtag for us as well. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So uh, we're also uh, joined by, by Scott Patry here of 01 Arts. Scott, um, when did you first see Wade's work? Oh, um, pretty early in July, I think. And 
we have made the decision to, to go forward with uh, doing an installation this fall. And uh, so I put the curatorial hat on and started digging um, and uh, was... It, Thank you, Instagram. You know, uh, really, art, what, what do you artists mean by that? get 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 an Instagram page and post regularly. What? Did you find them on Instagram? Absolutely. No way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Found some shots. Was it um, a was it a certain hashtag? Do you even remember? Uh, hashtag installation art. Installation yeah, ab- art. Absolutely. Oh. And uh, that's how I first you know uh, discovered the work and uh, um, you know dug a little deeper and um, we you know started talking. I said, hey. So I love works. this, and but Hashtags I have a work. really tight time frame. And yeah. how available are you? And you know, it it just kind of went from there. But and is and Stephen is is Wade's partner is not here. So Stephen did some design work back home. I'm assuming based off of what you sent pictures and and live feed video of the space, which we mentioned was was changing. And so the space here in the Monarch now the Monarch Monarch building is a 1920s building that is being refurbished there's going to be a specific exhibit space in the building uh this particular for, for 01 for yeah. 01 um and it's not being utilized for this particular uh, no no work. um there's a lot of the construction and the changes here at the monarch have um we we couldn't really start on our space because of some of the structural things that had to be uh, resolved before we could. So, um, you know, that's kind of put us in the position of, well, we want to be a part of the Monarch, right? We're, we're going to be, you know, some would say the signature tenant of the Keystone tenant, right? And, um, you know, it's a, the, this whole building sort of synergistic. Everybody is supposed to feed into and off of each other. And, um, so in talking with the developer, um, you know, we were given this space in this lobby area um, to to work with and have this installation so that it benefits O1 Arts, it benefits the community, it benefits all the other tenants in the building so that, you know, come November 1st for the grand opening, everything, you know, insofar as it can be is is a, a whole piece. So far, so good. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's uh, coming along great. And, and the project has taken on a bunch of additional layers, which which I found really interesting. Um, when we talked originally, you know, I was looking at static images on in- Instagram, and that would have been okay. But then as we began talking, there was, and, and Wade, f- jump in, but it, it, there was additional layers of, well, you know, I'd really like to investigate movement and motion and, and do a video and, and then work with music. And so why don't you talk a little bit about... How that, song, how that ballet dancer yeah yeah we had um, a ballet dancer named ashley richardson who is local from ogden and then a more contemporary dancer joe blake who just moved from seattle to um, ogden to teach at weber and so yeah when we were developing um the idea for the project steve and i have done a lot of time you know kind of time lapses just as documentation of um you know our process of making the piece and that, you know, it's funny that you guys brought up the movie theater at the beginning of this, because that was probably that was, we did a very intentional like time lapse doc or stop. I guess it's actually stop motion documentation of the piece where we would make a movement, then get out of the frame mm. shot, take a movement, get out of the frame shot. So it was like really slow to essentially make this whatever flow of paper happen. 
that we were using as a proxy for a glacier repopulating the east coast of the united states and so um when we were thinking about this project you know the everybody listening right now has been to southern utah probably yes probably so <laughs> and so you go and you see these monuments and they're there and the weather is wild but everything around you seems still and there's this there's a sense of grandeur there's that sense of stillness and there's a sense of kind of desolation and aloneness. And I think that's fundamentally why people go to the desert. And so in my mind, there's, there's a little, you know, people probably still are moved to Ogden or a place like this. So they have access both to the mountains, but also to a place like Southern Utah. And so, you know, how do you make an artwork that creates that sense of stillness and grandeur, but then also has this you know, record of process. So you're from back east. Yeah. And uh, you came to, is this the first time in Utah? Mm, I've been here a couple times. A couple times? Yeah. So where'd you, you, did you visit the wave? Uh, we didn't make it to the wave. No. Like we, we missed the window to get a permit. And, and everyone we talked to said, if you show up, you're not going to get a permit. Yeah. And um, so we kind of focused on, we, we left, we left a little bit late just you know, wrapping things up at home. And then we made a beeline and got to Fruta, Colorado in about two and a half days, which for us was great time. Um, and then, so we really just went from Fruta to Green River to meet this guy, Dustin, who's, who's the musician that we were talking about earlier. And then south to Moab, Arches, Canyonlands, up into the um, LaSalle Mountains. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, on the way out, spent the night in Goblin Valley, mm-hmm. got to explore there, the, the goblins, but also into the slot canyon. And then we took the long way up to Ogden um, on I-70 West, where you, where the, um, you know, you see the exposure of the swell. Oh, yeah. Which is and the, the most, amazing. it's like the most mind-blowing stretch of highway that, you know, anybody could imagine. Yeah, the swell's amazing. And then up here, uh, Spiral Jetty. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen Spiral Jetty yet. Not but yet. That we was that was originally part. Yeah, I drank yeah, okay. the beer. Yeah. yeah, it was Tony. It was it, it totally was the beer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was the beer, not the place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, ge- geographically, Utah is super diverse. Yeah, um, and so to represent that in one piece of work is is probably not easy. Well, you know, like our work is. I hope our work isn't representational. I hope our our work is always going to be an abstraction. Yeah, and in in this work for me, the the form that the sculpture takes is going to be one thing, but the fact that there's this process that went into it, that there's this, you know, documentation of change is, is really important. I guess that was the point I was trying to make earlier is that you go to these places and you sense this stillness, but you're experiencing countless millions of years of process and change. And you're standing on the windy edge, you know, of this Mm -hmm. place. And so like you're, you're in it. You know, that's the force that's that's doing the change. We just don't get to experience the actual accumulation that's going to show up in the geologic ret- record. Um, but then fast forward to, you know, this moment in time, that's really where we are. We're at the intersection of human time and geologic time. And so I think like Stephen and I, we take a lot of interest in, in that moment. So when you came out west, when you're planning this out, your trip to Southern Utah was part of the planning stages. Yep. 
was did that add any sort of extra pressure of what you needed to get out of that experience uh, as far as suggesting what the next steps might be or how loose did were you able to keep things the fact that that chunk was sort of you know filed into the planning originally is really interesting to me yeah um, and how that really shaped what your results are it was it was pretty loose you know do you, you guys have kids I do. Yeah. yeah. So everything's loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're telling yep. me. Yep. Yeah. You have little ones too. Yeah. yeah. And so, you nice know, like life. we, there were things that we talked about, you know, doing, and then there were things that we actually did. And we just tried to be really focused on, on what we were able to do. And the things that we were able to do were, were amazing. You know, we, um, we saw a lot and, and not a lot of time. Any and, real surprises? Unexpected moments? Jackalope. No jackalope. <laughs> They're back. Because you were um, talking about as far as those moments that shape right before and right after. Yeah. I'm wondering that, you know, in terms of your trip, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the surprise, actually, we did the, um, one of the advantages of driving is we brought our bikes. And so we're, we did the whole enchilada in Moab. And so we didn't totally realize, like, you know, 10,000 feet in Moab is, is an entirely different environment. You know, that felt much closer to home for us. You know, mm-hmm. it was, we got up there in the morning and it was 40 degrees and we're in wilderness, like we're in trees. And, um, and then we got this incredible experience of going down over the course of 30 miles, basically back to the Colorado river. And you see an incredible amount of like biome transformation there and, that was that was that was great it was super hard but it was great really um, great moment yeah uh, I'm trying to think of other things that have really informed this work I think um, I, don't, I don't know I, I it's it's I think like most art projects and, and probably anybody that's like creative and involved in these things will say the same thing where all that work you do before a project kind of you reset the day you start uh, sounds and, about right yeah and so we well you that's know, what like you told me doing this project <laughs> yeah yeah i know i scott was like well this you know doesn't look like that and your plan is different i'm like yeah let's just i'm here now i know what i know now, now we're scott, starting scott, now yeah, I, I think you nervous. said yeah. now we're starting I, I don't know that i was nervous but um inquisitive you know i wanted to know Part, part of the whole thing was for wade to get to southern utah and see what he could see and how would that inform the work right i mean that's part of the process part of what we were happy to enable in a sense right and 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 mentioned to me before the podcast that oh one was enabling way to be creative and and use this platform as as something new right yeah well i mean that's getting back to the dance part right and the and the video and and um you know, there was this discussion. I think maybe it really even picked up while you were in transit. We're yeah. we're going back and forth, and we're like, okay, so now we need to find some dancers, and we'll we'll you know, with say seven days before Wade hits Ogden, right? So we're we're reaching out to to local uh, folks. Shout out to Deja uh, for really coming through and hooking us up with with Joe and um, uh, Ashley uh, and. Um, 
you know, then turning them sort of over to Wade and, hey, what are you guys going to do? And, you know, then trying at least to get out of the way a little bit. Yeah. Still wanting to know what's going on, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but letting you do it. I mean, that's a really hard balance. You know, I think with like art spaces, there's there are places that present work and then there are places that are incubators for the creation of new work. Mm. And that's really hard if if you have someone, if you have a place that's a presenter of work and they contact you about doing a project, it's it's really hard for us to explain to them that the gallery for us is going to be studio time. And so we're going to treat it like studio time. We're going to show up. We're going to think we know what we're going to, you know, going to do. And then it's going to change because we're really trying to be as active as possible in, in the process of making that work. And, and so I don't know, I, I, I feel really honored that we're like the first project in the Monarch for, um, for O one. And, and I hope, our I first that, our first uh artist in residence really yeah yeah so i i, ho I hope that kind of sets the tone for that element of experimentation going forward so when you um crumpled up a piece of paper and threw it at your sculpture uh <laughs> is that out of fun frustration uh, how real was that well, I th I process think process, process yeah Cra craft is a dirty word <laughs> i mean i think i think i made that joke in that in that poster it's like um you know that the piece that we, that Scott saw was at this place called the Center for Maine Contemporary Art, and we had gotten this the the kind of the first grant from the Ellis Beauregard Foundation, which it was a big deal for Maine. You know, like there used to be money from the Maine Arts Commission that was I think it was fifteen or twenty thousand dollars was it, which is a significant you know like push for an artist, and then it went away, and then the woman who used to run the Maine Arts Commission took over this thing called the Ellis Beauregard Foundation and they established a $25,000 a year grant for artists. And so Steve and I were the first artists to get that. And it was it was paired with an exhibition at the Center for Maine Contemporary Art. And they, you know, like there's a lot of things in flux. Like Stephen was moving from Brooklyn to Portland, Maine, which was like, you know, a big deal for him. He and his wife just kind of took a leap without having jobs yet in Portland. And he was renovating a house and, and all these things. And we're like, we can't do this exhibition in the summer of, God, what was it, 18, I guess. Mm. And the space they had put us in was the, the, they have three really beautiful galleries. They'd put us in a smaller space. And I was like, this is probably the one time that we're ever going to show here. And for us, like, we travel a lot. It's like we hadn't really done it. Our first piece was in Maine in 2005. My family got to see that. Then we did the movie theater piece, which was kind of just like an experiment. And we hadn't done a piece in Maine for 14 years. Mm. And so we're like, when is the big space open? Which is, I mean, I, I can't remember the name of the architect, but they it's this beautiful sawtooth roof, you know, with all north facing light, about 50 by 50 by 20 feet tall white box. And um, we're like, you know, the white, the white space isn't, or that, you know, that space isn't open until March of 19. I'm like, perfect. March of 19, coast of Maine, no one's ever going to see this show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. And so Steve and I, for a long time, have been, like, trying to make that segue from for our work, like, that can be in, you know, in the public realm. And so, like, let's go to translate, try to translate our language that we've developed in paper into a new material. And so we chose wood, which is basically what we use for the armature for all these pieces. And then um, we just kind of went for it and went for it and went for it. And then we got to the end of this project and we took pictures of it. And all of a sudden we're like being featured in all these architecture magazines 
and design blogs and all this stuff about like and like we got asked to be um judges on a reality tv show about woodworking and i'm like no 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 you you do not understand i'm like if you ask me about like what type of joint is that i'm like there's like one type of joint i know and it's probably not that and it's like if you're like you know so that that me throwing the the paper at the wall was just like all right this is this is my level of craftsmanship i'm gonna take this thing and huck it as hard as i can at the sculpture and if it sticks it's part of it i love it i, I think that it. captured extremely well yeah so when people find out you're an artist, like, oh, what do you do? How do you respond? Oh, I don't. I think when people find out I'm an artist, they just assume I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, I you work hard. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't think people expect artists to work hard. For real? Yeah, I think like, oh, geez, what's it like to have a trust fund? That must be awesome. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. No, I th- I think people because are art being a being an artist is really hard. I I mean, there's a lot of as things. As far as that, making a living and. Yeah, I mean, they're they're. That that element is always hard. Making a living yeah. is always gonna be hard. I've been super fortunate to be able to do, you know, what I do and and um, it's your degree in econ. I, that's what that's I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> well, plus, I mean, clearly you can fall back on the, the massive funds of your theater as well. So. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, where yeah. all the big no. money's coming yeah. from. Yeah, as long yeah. as I can learn to live You're off so five hundred bucks a year, I can do it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, Scott. Anything else we missed here tonight? Uh, well, we did, I mean, we talked about, uh, the dance a little bit, but, um, you know, further growth of the project, um, took on sort of a a local flavor as well. So yes, Wade is in from out of state as a visiting artist. Uh, but once we got the dancers, uh, you know, their, their local talent, uh, involved and we're sort of co-commissioning new work, I guess I would say. Um, but also as part of that, uh, uh, we've engaged in, uh, with Kerry Campbell and he's commissioning uh, a new piece of music uh, based on and in response to the concept of the piece as Wade laid it out and the physical you know, thing that it is becoming now. Um, and uh, Reese Sweeten is doing uh, new poetry the same thing, um, you know, came and, and I really liked, uh, Reese's, you know, he came and just sat, um, f- in the space for, I don't know, a couple hours the other night. Yeah. I want to, I want to give a shout out to Reese cause he's, been, he's been here like every day. He just like shows up. You don't really see him, you know, for like 15 minutes. And then he's just like sitting there like <laughs> looking, you know, watching you work. writing in his book, which could be a little creepy, yeah, but, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, Lisa's not and, taking pictures. And, you know, this is, this is a big project. I don't know how many, you know, square feet, cubic feet, etc. And volunteers. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to get at. Uh, I know that uh, we used a, a lot of volunteers uh, just to twist the two miles of paper that that are as part of this piece, just to and that was just material prep to get the texture in that Wade would then use. And then, you know, it's it's been. I think by the time we're done with this, we're going to have had over 50 uh, volunteers um, doing everything from twisting paper to putting stuff up to tearing stuff down to stapling to screw gunning to I mean, this is really a great you know, we've been using the participate hashtag uh, all year. And, um, you know, again, community is really coming through because this this piece does not happen in this time frame without without the volunteers. So shout out to Ogden and um, a couple Ericus, man, she's got, I think, 20 something hours in on this, which is pretty amazing. So thank you, uh, Ogden, for showing up yet again to, to, you know, facilitate a great art project. Thank you, Ogden. How are the uh, those experiences documented? 
So we've got, um, you know, I did some, you know, half-assed uh, Instagram videos and stuff like that. But um, and expect- also shout shout out to Circa Three, uh, f- who who is you know allowing us to use cameras to document all of this all the time. Um, so uh, the paper twisting was you know me and my phone. But uh, once people have gotten into the installation to help build, that's that's all uh, courtesy of of Circa Three, which is pretty amazing. And so they'll be the one that's captured the dancing the yeah. music is this something that we'll be able to follow up on later yeah i i, I hope so the um I, I i would you know i do want to give a big shout out to circa three because they have made this possible you know in so many ways where they kind of just like were willing to take that leap of faith too and the footage i got back over the weekend was just i was just like i'm so excited oh you nice know, about that and like I don't, I don't know i feel like that the older you get like the, when you really feel like excited about mm-hmm. something that feels like completely new and completely fresh, then it's, you'd end up craving that, you know, more than every, anything. So, um, yeah, I'm wicked excited to see like the final output of the video and I really want to put this together into like a five minute kind of art video of because that, that documents this paper transformation around these two dancers and then the final making of the the sculpture. Oh, so. I can't wait to see that as well. And you'll be here on Friday. Yeah. This this will probably come out after Friday. Yeah. So but, unfortunately, uh, the uh, podcast will come out after. Now, do you name your projects? Is there like a? R- right now, our working title is Unmaking Monuments. Unmaking Monuments. Um, okay. You know, I think there's the more people we talk to in Utah, like the Bears Ears, is really mm-hmm. um, hits close to home for a lot of people, and um, I'm probably going to lose forty nine percent of my audience here, but but. Um, it's just, it's just so political that um, it's it's super frustrating how how this land can can be a part of our cultural heritage and then taken away as if it it doesn't matter you know we're, we're there this this is the age of um, empowering people and and starting to honor honor the shoulders you know on which we stand and all of a sudden you know we we have someone trying to take a hammer at people's knees and and this is a, a you know this is another thing with with O one another theme for this year has been arts with purpose right so everything we've done at platforms has had some sort of um, social justice um, uh, angle and and so you know we're trying to continue that so this is more than just doing something cool this is something cool and big with additional layers of meaning um, and and we hope to spark, you know, discussion and, and I don't know that we can get to resolution, but certainly, um, conversation and, and deeper thought, I think, than maybe some of the audience, you know, not this, not your audience, cause your audience is totally cool. Right. But, you know, oh, yeah. some, some of the oh, rest yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. some of the rest of audience around, yeah, yeah, around yeah. town, like, you know, well, there might be one or two. We, we just had our <laughs> first, we had our first protest call the other day, oh, uh, nice. uh, because of what's at platforms right now. Oh, so. well, you're winning. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Winning in Weber. Right. We, um, <laughs> we felt, we felt that same way we did. Uh, we do this van sessions with musicians, but, uh, we've been doing it in this parking lot with the mural that's around it right up here. Right. And, uh, I think it took about three or four sessions before somebody called the cops on us that came in and basically make sure that we were shutting down at a certain time we well, so you stoked. are rowdy it felt yeah, good yeah. like yeah. it felt really good yeah y'all got a permit yeah 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 yeah, yeah that, all about that. that and the curfew there's the curfew there's a curfew as far oh, as i yeah. sort of quieting things down 
we, we were kind of right there on that edge, but it felt it felt like we were doing something right. When someone's like, quiet down that indie rock, you know. You yes. Know, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, all this all this free live music, we'll, we'll, we'll turn that down. Yeah, it got yeah. intense, real yeah, that, intense. Yeah, the, those fiddles and guitars, Scott, they, they need to go. I'm proud of you. This is your first big deal for Exhibit. It is. It is. I am. I am. Um, And you know, this is supposed to kind of clue folks in on, on, you know, the aspirations for, um, for a one for the gallery space. Um, And and it's not just, you know, I've been using the word a flexibition space, which everybody tells me is crappy, but um, the idea (laughs) being that we're trying to wrap, you know, it's, it's not just another with all kinds of words. Yeah. You know, I have a dictionary um, and then I throw it away, but you know, we want to do more than just present visual art. We want to make sure that anything we do is, is, you know, encased in a wrapper or involves or however you want to look at it as many other art forms as possible to, to add those additional layers of, of meaning and discussion and relevance, uh, you know, for the community, for our, our visitors. So, um, this is actually, I think, turning out to be a fantastic, you know, sort of intro to that. Um, and in the spring when we actually open the space, um, you know, this should give, this now should give people a taste of what to expect when we, when we open it in the, in the spring. Well, congrats. That's awesome. And uh, we're going to have to shut the party down here. But wait, I got Crap. a question for you. Uh, what's your ski quiver look like? My, sque- my your ski, ski quiver. quiver. Yeah. It's um, it's about 80% Nordic. I've, yeah? I've got probably... Like cross country or ski? Yeah, th- uh, both. This this is really? this is embarrassing. Are, do you... You don't... I, I am... I love to ski. And so... <laughs> I kind of got... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I have probably 16 pairs of cross country skis and, and a couple of pairs of downhill skis. But I was I was a competitive cross country skier in college and for a couple of years oh, after, okay. despite my beer belly now. But I, I, I still have... I don't know. Athletic, that is an aerobic sport. Athletic ambitions. Yeah. Talk. And then I got one last question for you. So and this applies a little bit more about phasing out of a project uh, that has loose perimeters and into the next project that has loose perimeters. Uh, what's what's that look like uh, sort of at this point? And then having done this as long as you have uh, with your partner, Steven, and your wife and your family now, any thoughts on what is next? Um, I mean, transition is get in the van. Let's go. I like it. You know, Let's it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's cut and dry, I guess. Steve, yeah, I'm yeah. actually like, we're going to, we're going to leave here. And Beth has, you know, spent a very scarce amount of time in Idaho. So we're going to drive through Idaho, go up, um, see her grandparents in Portland, Oregon. Oh, nice. And then I'm going to meet Steven on the, on the 12th, um, at the at, other Portland? In in Seattle, actually. Oh, Seattle, guys. At, at the office of LMN Architects. And so Steve and I were just kind of awarded our first big public art commission. Oh, congrats. And so the next next year and a half, we'll, we'll be kind of orbiting around Seattle trying to figure out what that looks like. But right now, it looks it, it's, it's funny. I, I've been thinking a lot about this place in relation to that because it's like working in a place that's an active construction zone is basically going to be the next you know, in a year and a half and trying to envision what this place is going to look like in when the, when the piece is actually there. So, so this is like, the, this is like the JV team. Is that the deal? Oh, I, I don't know. I warm up. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd be very careful to throw that word JV around until, um, I don't know, until you, till you see me play sports. <laughs> <laughs> Wade, thanks so much for joining us here on the nine rails arts podcast. Uh, again, you can follow Wade at Wade Kavanaugh on his Instagram. Scott, congrats, man. Thanks. We're we're looking forward to it. Thank you guys uh, for having us. 
Todd had asked earlier whether, whether there was going to be any way to see all of this stuff, right? And so just in closing, we will build a page that does link to the process videos, the music video, oh, the, the the new pieces of music, the new poetry, all of that stuff as sort of a, you know, because it's all of a piece for us at the end. So, well, that's perfect. Awesome. Yep. Thank you so much, gentlemen. All right, put a bow on it. That is a wrap for episode 20 of the Nine Rails Arts Podcast, produced by the Banyan Collective Arts and Adventure Podcasting since 2010. Don't miss an episode of the Banyan Collective's Nine Rails Arts Podcast as we explore what it means to be an adventurous creative here in 2019. Hear the stories of Ogden's new Nine Rails Creative District, including those of the district's epicenter and home of artisans, designers, and creatives inside the Monarch Building. Follow the Nine Rails Arts Podcast on Facebook and also on Instagram at the number nine for Nine Rails. And for more from the Banyan Collective, simply search the Banyan Collective on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. This week we'll leave you with a little something from Van Sessions as recorded live during Ogden's first Friday art stroll at the Monarch Building in the heart of the Nine Rails Arts District. This is Patty Tellia.
job. Nice. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Patty. Yeah, thank you.